0: And where you find anyone accusing people, you put this down and mark this well and see if it doesn't work out. I found it does. They are always guilty of the very thing they are accusing others of. Now you try that. You think back of people that have accused you and you investigate their lives. You get back in the secret recesses of their lives and see if they're not guilty of the same thing. I have never yet known an exception. An accuser is guilty of the very thing he accuses others of. I don't know what it is. It's something, I guess, in this complex of guilt. If a man has done something, he likes to accuse others of having done the same thing.
2: That's uh, Herbert Armstrong, of course. Uh, The date, 1979. That's probably uh, actually an earlier uh, clip from one of his radio broadcasts back in the 1960s. But there he is making a point that uh, we've made frequently in recent weeks. That Those who are guilty, whatever the sin, if they're guilty of it, they project it onto someone else. They accuse others of what they themselves are doing. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining our growing audience. You can get to the live video stream of this show through our website. That's thetrumpet.com. Just go to thetrumpet.com forward slash live, and you can get to the live stream every weekday morning at 11 a.m. here in the central time zone of the United States, or you can listen on demand. If you download the show to your device or watch it at our website, however you choose to do it, we uh, appreciate having you. Sorry for the little uh, spot on my coat. I I got hit with a splash of water on the way up to the studio. Sam is usually here with uh, water balloons to try to keep me on my toes. But uh, this time he nailed me right on the shoulder. Hopefully it'll dry off here. I tried to rub it out, but uh, yeah, looks at, you definitely can notice it. I can see it on the screen myself. So back to this this point, the accuser being guilty of what it is that he's uh, accusing you of. This is from Romans 2. We'll just front load the uh, the, uh, the program today with a bit of a Bible study, but we went through this re- recently in Epistles of Paul, Romans chapter two, verse 21, where Paul says, you therefore, which teach another, teach you not yourself. It says here, you that, that preach a man should not steal, do you steal? This whole chapter, by the way, Paul is, is condemning. God inspired him, but he's condemning hypocrisy. You know, those that would see themselves as righteous, and yet they're, they're there pointing the finger at everyone else. They're guilty of the very sins that they're projecting on other people. Verse 22 continues saying, You that say a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You that abhor idols, do you commit sacrilege? You that make your boast of the law through breaking the law, dishonor you God? Paul was, uh, of course, he's addressing Gentiles and Jews in this book, but this section in particular, he's, he's condemning Jewish hypocrisy. Those that really saw themselves as righteous, well, because they were, uh, they were Pharisees. They were Jews brought up in the strictness of the, the Jewish religion. They were guilty, in fact. Verse 24 says For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. God's name is blasphemed because of your hypocrisy. Earlier on in in verse 11, it says, for there is no respect of persons with God. The same law, you see, the same laws of God are there to judge everyone. And whether you're Jew or or Gentile, it all comes down to your obedience to the law. You can see how the chapter ends with Paul talking about circumcision and how it's a type of, of obedience to the laws of God. We all need to to have our hearts, in that sense, circumcised. We all need to obey the commandments of God. It says in verse 13, here again, this is chapter 2, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. And so God, he's not a respecter of persons, he's a respecter of faith. He's a respecter of obedience. And if we obey, then that's going to bring, bring blessings into our lives. But you look around our world today, and obviously you see disobedience and sin all over the place. And more and more, you have these vile accusations, people accusing people right and left. You look at the document scandal, and, and I'll play some clips for you a little bit later, But here you have uh, and you're this is, of course, assuming that Donald Trump took documents that that he didn't declassify or that are are uh, very, very serious containing the nuclear codes. You listen to commentators and they'll say, yeah, it happened here. It happened here. It happened here. But only in the case of the orange man is there real guilt. I mean, is there really a sin in his case? Yes, he he should go to prison. These other cases, you know, Biden now Pence is added to the list. They're not so serious because, well, because in their hearts, you see, they meant to do good. And, and really, they're so cooperative. Donald Trump wasn't cooperative. Well, what's the law? Again, there's probably tens of millions of documents that are classified that shouldn't, shouldn't even be classified. Overclassification, as Tucker has brought out recently on his show, it, it goes on all the time. But if they're, either they're all guilty or they're not guilty. Or it's something in between, I guess, the commentators think. Certain ones are guilty and certain others are not. Because, you see, they know. Because they know in Donald Trump's heart, there's, pure, there's nothing but pure evil. So if he did it, obviously, obviously, the motivation, the intentions, everything was sinful. Everything was unlawful. They go on accusing even as they're being exposed as hypocrites, guilty of the very sins they accuse others of. Who's behind this? Look at Revelation 12 and verse 9. It says, And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He deceives the whole world. The entire world is deceived by the devil. Verse 10 says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. It says, For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Satan here is referred to as the accuser of God's people. And notice he's just doing it day and night. He accuses them of what he's guilty of. Satan is behind the spirit of accusation, of rumor, gossip, lies. It says in uh, John 8 that he's the father of lies and that there's no truth in him. Notice what one of the Ten Commandments says, verse 16 of Exodus 20. It says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, Don't bear false witness. Don't misrepresent anything as best you can. Be an upholder and a defender of truth and honor and, and sincerity. This is from our booklet, the Ten Commandments booklet. It says, The Ninth Commandment protects every upright and decent man in that it helps guard his reputation. Perhaps there is no more despicable sin than that of slander, the lie invented and spread abroad with intent to harm one's fellow man. It says, a thief takes only material goods, which may usually be replaced, but a false witness who slanders may rob one of esteem and reputation in the eyes of his fellow man. It says, and chances are slim that it will ever be fully regained. You can't really repay that. Uh, an individual's reputation. Look at the, the slander, the accusation, the gossip, the murmuring. It's just going on all the time, and the devil, of course, is behind it. I said we've been covering Romans in our epistles class. We're up to Romans 8 with this morning's class, and you look at Romans 8 and verse 7 and what it says there about the, the hostility, how that the carnal mind is just hostile to God and his law. And you add to that what it says in Jeremiah 17, 9, that it's desperately wicked, the heart of man, the mind of man, it's deceitful above all things. So if you put Revelation 12 and verse 9, the fact that the devils deceive the whole world, and then Jeremiah 17, 9 says the heart of man, is de- it's deceitful above all things. What does that tell you about the influence that the devil has on the human heart, the mind, Ephesians 2.2 2 says he's the prince of the power of the air. He's constantly, I mean, we read Revelation 12.10 where it says he's just accusing day and night, every single day, every moment. That spirit of accusation, lying, slander. Proverbs 18 and verse 17, let me read you this. It says, he that is first in his own cause seems just, but his neighbor comes and searches him. The Revised Standard says, he who states his case first seems right until the other comes and explains him. They, they rush for, all. Oh, listen, we did everything by the book. <laughs> That's what Susan Rice said as the Obama administration was leaving the White House in January of 2017. Last year, well, after they raided Mar-a-Lago, I mean, that was a game changer. August 8th. 2022 he stole documents they have the nuclear codes and i mean the the national archives those people they were furious trying to work with trump and trump wasn't this this is the the narrative trump wouldn't respond he was uncooperative And, and then these stories start coming out about how obama mishandled all of these documents as he left office and then i mean the national archives i'll read it to you in just a moment they came out with all these statements. No, no, no. No, Obama's perfect. We did, we did everything by the book. And those, those documents that he has, that, that he does have, they're totally secure. I mean, this is totally different than what happened in Mar-a-Lago. You have to know this. Because look, it's Obama. He's the dear leader. He's the one. And then it's the orange man. Evil through and through. They've been pretty quiet now with all these scandals that have emerged regarding Biden and now Pence. Where's the National Archives? Why aren't they screaming about what Joe Biden did for 15 years? Forget about cooperation. It goes back to his Senate days. 15 years of helping himself to classify documents, and he, he never even had the authority to declassify anything. He just helped himself. And, I mean, he was very upset that Donald Trump took the menus and the napkins. Very upset. Mike Pence, he was preaching just a couple weeks ago about how, how serious of a matter this is to leave the White House and to take documents that are classified along with you. So many of these lies, so much of this slander, These accusations, they're being exposed. And yet they still get up. The talking heads on MSNBC, they are there this morning to tell you, not serious, not serious, very serious. This one's very serious. He should go to prison for this one. Proverbs 6, verse 16, it says, These six things does the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. God hates this. He hates a lying tongue and the hands that shed innocent blood and a heart that devises wicked imaginations. A heart that just thinks up of, of wicked imaginations. Wickedness, mischief. Feet, it says, to be swift and running to mischief. And then it says, a false witness that speaks lies and he that sows discord among the brethren. God hates this, this hateful, divisive A divisive spirit. He hates a a witness that speaks lies. Someone who bears false witness. It's one of the big ten. One of the big ten, as I read earlier. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Against your neighbor. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. God's truth, not your own truth. This uh, author of the 1619 Project uh, a narrative that's been thoroughly debunked. It's just propped up on lies. It was exposed as lies, I think, years ago now. Uh, I guess 2019, that was the big 400-year anniversary. But she's been exposed since. This Nicole, I think her name is Nicole Hannah-Jones. She, she's on Good Morning America. I guess she has a Hulu series now. And Good, Good Morning America is there to help her promote it. And I guess it's about her, her narrative, her 1619, now it's a TV show, it doesn't matter that it was a lie, <laughs> just make a program out of it and keep spreading it. Listen to this exchange, clip 10.
3: One word to describe, okay, if I say the 1619 project is
2: truth. Truth, And then they go back to the studio where all the hosts, they yuck it up. Uh, Stephanopoulos said, boy, she didn't hesitate. She just said truth. They don't say, uh, hang on a second. What about what's been exposed? And, and now you're basing the, the Hulu series on this same thesis? Evidently so. Uh, they don't even bat an eye. What does God think about those who would spread lies what does God think about experts today who are so filled with haughtiness and arrogance and vanity that they, they can't even admit they're wrong when, when they're proven to be? Listen to this, speaking of experts, listen to this bit of advice. This was, I think she's at Stanford, a doctor, an expert, and the exchange that she has with the 60 Minutes host, clip one.
1: If you diet, you lose weight. Right? The number one cause of obesity is genetics. That means if you are born to parents that have obesity, you have a 50 to 85% likelihood of having the disease yourself, even with optimal diet, exercise, sleep management, stress management. So when people see families that have obesity, the assumption is, what are they feeding those kids?
2: So obesity is a disease, she says. And she's, probably, she's pl- probably on some government <laughs> panel where she's contributing to all of these new recommendations that they remember the list I gave you the other day, how that you've got to eat these foods because we're saving the environment. So stay away from meat and eat the Cocoa Puffs, right? Or the Junk Foodaholic. These are the people giving counsel and advice to the people of America, obesity is a disease doesn't matter what you eat or if you exercise you you catch it i guess you catch it or you have it because your parents had it so what do you do well drugs of course drugs and surgery that's always the solution in the minds of these people satan loves spreading those kinds of lies it's all over the place there's there's a i guess chess cam footage that's been released regarding uh, January 6th, the protest, and, and you know about the 14,000 hours of footage that Nancy Pelosi kept carefully covered up in her time as the Speaker of the House. Now some of that, well, this has actually been revealed because of some of the, the litigation that's going on, people behind bars because they, they went inside the Capitol and took a selfie or maybe they've been accused of hurting an officer because they sprayed bear spray this is again th- this is some of the these are some of the narratives that we've been told over the last couple uh, of years sicknick okay those that that would on- be honest enough to say it wasn't the fire extinguisher have also said well sicknick he got uh, some of this tox the, the toxic fumes got to him and then that's why he had the stroke the next day so he he technically speaking he did he died because of Uh, the January 6th protest And, and then now this footage comes out and you've got this Capitol Hill police officer who was told to fire this canister of some kind of poison gas or at least toxic gas into the crowd and he ends up misfiring and the fumes actually get on the Capitol Hill police and then the police officers start retreating so it was because of a misfire not not and you can see the crowd in the background this is on the west side of the Capitol. this is where this is where the real intensity got 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 stoked and people got hurt officers were injured etc etc but you can see the crowd is pretty far back still and then the police officers are starting to pull back because they're breathing in these fumes This is from Julie Kelly. It says here, body camera footage from a D.C. metropolitan police officer on duty that day raises serious doubts about the government's claims and the Times' face-saving story about what happened to Sicknick. She says, in fact, the video shows how police, not protesters, gassed their fellow officers with chemical spray. Seems like it's a pretty important detail. It says stricken officers, including, why were they firing the toxic fumes at the crowd in the first place? They, they were outnumbered, these police officers, and the crowd was getting unruly. It, it's almost as if, it's almost as if they're trying to incite the crowd, yeah? Well, we don't know what's going on in their hearts, but, you know, seeing the footage, it certainly adds a wrinkle to the story. Stricken officers, including Sicknick. So Sicknick's among this group. I'm not sure which one he is. You can see the footage there. Including Sicknick appear to seek aid and shelter from the toxic gas, causing the collapse of a security line on the west side of the building. It says the six-minute clip from Officer Daniel Thau's body uh, body camera shows the accidental discharge of a 40-millimeter canister of chemical irritant. Around 2.25 2 p.m. on January 6th, the ordered officer, Richard, uh, Richard Corey, uh, Thau, I should say, ordered Officer Richard Corey to aim a launcher with the canister. at uh, Protesters assembled on the scaffolding erected for Biden's inauguration. Fire it up in the air! And you can hear this in this, uh, this footage. Just shoot it! And then Corey misfired. And you can see the officer's reaction there all around. It says, A large cloud of chemical powder fell short of the scaffolding and instead enveloped a crowd of officers standing on the northern end of the west side of the Capitol. Officers coughed and gasped for air. Some went bent over in pain. The gas cloud quickly traveled southward to where Sicknick was stationed, propelled by a brisk 18-mile-per-hour wind out of the north in January on January 6th some very, as I say, some very illuminating details. Only Julie Kelly would get into this. How how come this isn't, why isn't this something that's immediately, immediately given to us so that we can know exactly what happened? Well, because they propped up this narrative on like the scaffolding there. It's all lies. The scaffolding underneath the narrative it's, it's lies. There's nothing solid there to hold up the story. And so the more footage we see, the more that the lies are exposed. But the thing of it is, there's people in jail. There, there, there are people rotting in jail because they've been accused of hurting police officers or, or stopping a, a proceeding. You know, it was delayed for four hours. I don't need to get into all the details again. But here here a police officer misfires this this gas canister and hits his own men. It didn't even come from the protesters. It's pretty amazing. The world that we're living in, the spirit of of accusation, the the slanderous reports bearing false witness happens all the time. The DOJ, they've been exposed. The lies... The, the, the suppression of free speech, the Twitter files. Think about the, the, the classified discussions or documents that have been exposed. I mean, in the literal sense, of course, with Biden and, and now Pence. But even the internal communications, the exchanges between the DOJ and Twitter executives, big government in bed with big tech, in bed with big media, so Mike Pence, yesterday, as I told you, even at the end of our program, CNN breaks this story. Mike Pence's lawyers found classified documents in his home in Indiana. So we've got classified documents all over the place now. All right. They want the, they want the files at Mar-a-Lago or whatever they are, napkins, what, uh, dinner menus. Then there's the Washington, D.C. area. Then there's Wilmington. Now there's Indiana. There, there was a story... <laughs> it's later on, classified records pose conundrums st- stretching back to Jimmy Carter. So basically what we're, what we're dealing with here is like coasting through a stop sign. Everybody does it, evidently. But who's going to be penalized? Just Donald Trump. Uh, unless, unless they really do lower the boom on Biden. The, the, the impetus behind this, of course, throwing Biden under the bus is to make sure that he doesn't have a second term they don't they want somebody else in that has that call is clear coming from the dear leader barack obama but still you'll see the double double standard over and over again i mean we've seen it we've seen it listen to mike pence this is just two weeks ago clip 11.
1: the handling of classified materials and the nation's secret is very serious matter uh, and uh, as a former vice president of the United States, I, I, can, uh, I can speak from personal experience about the attention uh, that ought to be paid to those materials when you're in office uh, and after you leave office, and clearly uh, that did not take place in this case. <laughs> you
2: can't make this up. I mean, it makes for, as I said yesterday, it does make for some, some good humor, there he is lecturing the world. This was from uh, back in November, clip four.
1: What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel committee? What Adam Schiff did: use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop taking classified documents with you from the White House, uh, I, I did not. Um. Do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area.
2: So that's, that's Mike Pence from November 14th, uh, interrupted there at the start by uh, Speaker McCarthy. We'll see if we have time to get to that later. In any event, uh, the ones lecturing us, the ones accusing, they're, as we now know, they're guilty themselves we'll see if they'll we'll see if they're going to be held to the same standard as donald trump again you don't want to just minimize the seriousness of of violating the rules if it's over classified okay if there's millions and millions of documents that shouldn't be classified that, that, that's probably true uh but this standard that's constantly fluctuating. Listen to the talking heads as they try to say, in this case it's okay, over here it's definitely, I mean, they're actually using the Pence revelation from yesterday to now argue that really there shouldn't be anything done to Joe Biden because you know, it's kind of the same thing and they're both cooperating. But now with Trump, it's very different. Clip eight. All of this
3: while embarrassing for Pence and Biden actually makes it even more clear on how Donald Trump willfully, willfully and illegally held on to documents. I think it's very clear, Joe, that there is no question in the case of President Biden and in the the case of uh, former Vice President Pence that there is an issue of obstruction. There's no effort in any way to keep, uh, you know, the National Archives or the FBI from accessing these documents. In fact, they initiated uh, it in some ways, right? And plus, there's this other question. I'm I'm an ardent watcher of way too early, Uh, and and Peter Baker today said very clearly, you know, we don't know the nature of uh, of of the classified document from President Biden and former Vice President Pence. It could have been a schedule. could have been a light. But we do have some inclination, indication of what some of those documents were with President Trump, a former President Trump. And let me just say this. There's never a question, never, at least for me, Joe and Mika, there's not a question of what President Biden would do with those documents or what Vice President... Uh, pence would do with those documents but i was very concerned about what donald trump might have done or might do with those classified documents he had in his hands
2: mm, yes yes pence is righteous biden is certainly righteous but he was very concerned about what donald trump would have done with those documents and we have a pretty good idea of what those documents were says this guy who knows nothing we have a pretty good sense uh, weren't you the same people that said he had the nuclear codes? that he was prepared to give them to whoever, Russia, Iran, lies, nothing but lies. And then they, don't, they have no idea what the classified documents are that are strewn all over the, the Biden properties around the world. And then the fact that they're making tens of millions of dollars from the Chinese, from Ukraine. I mean, this is all verified through other sources. Look on Hunter's laptop. We went through some of this with you yesterday. There's a few commentators. I mentioned Obama and the documents that he he, uh, took off with when leaving office in 2017. This is from the, the Washington Examiner. It says, The National Archives repeatedly defended itself over its handling of records from the Obama administration, but these statements now appear to ring hollow as the classified document saga engulfs President Joe Biden So, again, to defend themselves against how they treated Obama in 2017 and and Joe Biden together with him, they released, that's what this article is about, they released all these statements last uh, last year saying, look, this is very different. I mean, Trump has been uncooperative and uh, Obama and Biden, they were squeaky clean. Now Biden has been exposed. And if they were willing to do some digging, Obama would be as well. But Biden's been exposed and the uh, records, the National Archives, they're very quiet all of a sudden. They're not coming out with one statement after another saying, look, the way we handled things with Biden, uh, now that these revelations have been made known, we, you know, it is disturbing and uh, we want to get these records back. They've just been quiet. They have nothing to say. And, And yet there's people who are guilty guilty of the very sins that they're so furious about with respect to Trump or all things Trump. There are some occasional exceptions to just the spirit of accusation, slander, gossip, murmuring lies on top of lies, bearing false witness. That McCarthy statement that you got a bit of a a moment ago He's, he's catching it from the media because he won't let Schiff and Swalwell be on the intel communities. And the talking heads are very upset. The, the media there at the Capitol, very upset. And, and Schiff going around saying, he's just trying to get me back because we investigated Trump. Look at, look at how McCarthy answered this. I mean, this is, again, evidence of someone that has suddenly gotten uh, a backbone to stand up to these accusers, to stand up, of, to, uh, to stand against these people who would intimidate you into submission, this is from yesterday, clip four.
1: What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the National Security of America. And I will always put them first. And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell. Because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell, had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on Intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. the FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the Intel Committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with the Chinese spy.
2: Good for him, good for him. He's, he's basically saying they're not gonna be on the Intel Committee because Schiff is a liar and Swalwell is compromised with the Chinese spy. So they should not have access to the documents that this committee is able to review. They shouldn't have access. Speaking of classified documents, they don't need to see this kind of classified intel. Not Schiff. Not when he lies about the Nunes memo. Not when he lie, he covered up and lied about everything. He's the last guy you would want on that committee. And McCarthy is saying as, as much. And a guy who's compromised by a Chinese spy that we're even having this discussion? McCarthy says, look, their voters still voted them in. So I guess uh, in, out of respect for them, I'll still allow for them to be on uh, certain other committees, but not this one. Paul Ryan didn't have the kind of courage that you saw right there to stand up to Schiff he, he was there. He was there when the Republicans had some power. And he just let people like Schiff run the show because he's a rhino, a Republican in name only. And they're more concerned about the, the cocktail parties they get invited to or the favor that they win from the Marxist media. But not about the truth. Not about defending the truth. Look at the lies with respect to covid and the vaccines i got into this again yesterday on the show uh, i played you one clip from this exchange nigel farage had um it's this south bank investment research interview listen to the i didn't get to this one yesterday this is clip seven
3: i read uh, an article in the times which the headline says ireland's excess deaths rate rivals worst of covid pandemic more fatalities recorded at Christmas than in any of the past five years. Now, this suggests to me that the the cure is worse than the disease. Whatever we did during the pandemic, it was a mistake because things are even worse now. Do you agree with that?
4: I had dinner last night with Dr. Robert Malone, the founder of the mRNA vaccine, turned sceptic. Somebody else who was banned from Twitter. I mean, interesting, isn't it, You know the way this works. I mean, look, what is beyond doubt is that excess deaths are running at a clear, consistent pattern across all the Western countries. This isn't just a British thing or an Irish thing, it's everywhere. So I think what we can say safely is that the effects of lockdown, the missed medical diagnoses, the increased rates of depression, the increased rates of of obesity, drug taking, alcohol abuse, I mean, all these things happened to vast numbers of people during lockdown has had a catastrophic effect. I think we can also say that Most Western health systems just are no longer able to cope. Situation's desperate in the UK, but there are other parts of Europe where they're really up against it and struggling as well. You know, right wing critics would say socialised medicine's in trouble. It's a bigger, longer debate. But the real big one and the elephant in the room is how many excess deaths have been caused by effects from the vaccine itself. That's the, that is the elephant in the room. Uh, Malone, last night, is very worried that this could have a serious long-term effect and that the more jabs people get, the more worrying the long-term consequences are.
2: You heard the host there say that the cure is worse than the disease. That would be a trumpet headline. I guess, specifically, it was the cure is killing us. A trumpet headline from two and a half years ago? The cure is killing us. He mentioned, the host did, the, the, the skyrocketing numbers of excess deaths in Ireland, right next door to the UK. This is from the Daily Mail regarding the UK. It says, massive spike in excess deaths sparks calls for an urgent investigation. NHS crisis is blamed for nearly 3,000 more Brits than usual, dying each week. It was a few weeks ago we were talking about 1,000 per week. Now we're talking about 3,000. It says MPs have called for an urgent investigation into Britain's soaring death rates as thousands more people than usual are dying each week. Some 17,000 deaths were registered in England and Wales. This is just England and Wales. I guess it doesn't include Scotland. England and Wales in the seven days between January 13 and the seven days uh, to January 13, 2,837 above average for the time, this time of year. This is the highest number of excess deaths since 3,429 in the week to February 12, 2021, when the UK was experiencing its second wave of COVID-19 infections. And the vaccination had only just begun then. So then it was probably more, you know, a bad flu season or this second round of COVID. But now this, now this, when the vaccine has been in place for over a year now, how do you explain all the excess deaths from this past year? And the fact that there's no sign, as you heard yesterday, of uh, it letting up at all. This is uh, from the Daily Mail. It says, Health Minister Maria Caulfield replied, Well, I prefer to deal with facts. The BMJ has ranked the UK mid-table in Europe for mor- uh, mortality figures comparable with Italy. It says, in fact, Germany has got higher excess deaths at 15.6%, Finland at 20%, and Poland at thir- So it's all over Europe. 15, 20% excess deaths? Higher than normal? She said there are clinical reasons for excess deaths, not political ones, and perhaps he needs to recognize that fact. So I guess that's her responding to those who would dare question the medical authorities, the experts, who've just been wrong on so many different things. De- and, and the consequences have been deadly. This is the Daily Mail. I mean, this is you, a lot of times we go to the Daily Mail if it's a, a story, here in the United States that won't be covered because it doesn't fit comfortably in the narrative. You can at least go to the Daily Mail for some coverage. Not even the Daily Mail can bring up the vaccine or the side effect, nothing. It's like Farage says, it's like the elephant in the room. At the very least, you you would think they'd bring up the fact that the vaccine doesn't protect you from COVID, Instead you just have, you know, dopey commentators like you heard yesterday. Say, "Yeah, I've gotten four, five, six jabs and I got the covid again. Uh, get your jab." It's insanity. This is Bill Gates, by the way, uh, recently talking about the vaccines. He is a lover of vaccines, keep in mind. Clip 2.
3: The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, They're not broad, so when new variants come up, you lose protection, and they have very short duration, uh, particularly in the people who matter, which are old people.
2: Oh, so they're not effective, and and yet you still want people to just keep jabbing their arms? They're not infection blocking. In other words, they don't block the infection. They're not broad. You don't have good coverage, Uh, and then there's a very short duration So you gotta, I guess, keep getting the jab. For what though? This was Bill Gates from a few months ago, clip three. At
3: that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, We didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that.
2: So this is Bill Gates. Bill Gates saying that, on the one hand, in a roundabout way, COVID is pretty much like the flu. And the same Bill Gates is saying, you know, the vaccine pretty much doesn't work. But put your faith and your trust in the authorities. Do whatever Fauci says to do. Again, you go back to the spirit. John 8, verse 44. The father of lies. There's no truth. No truth. It's like I was saying yesterday at the end of the show. I mean, this is why really staying grounded in the word of God is like a, a place of refuge for us. We really can just immerse ourselves into God's thinking. And as I was telling the students this morning in class, when when even looking at events of this world, it's so important that we try to see it all from God's perspective. I mean, yes, Jesus did say to watch. Watch world events. Watch what happened. He gave us signs He said, in the last days, it's going to be like it was before the flood. It's going to be like it was before Sodom and Gomorrah went up in flames. What what was it like in Sodom? And you can know where we are in the last... You can know that we're in the last days just by hearing what God has to say, just by examining the prophecies of Jesus Christ and others. The Bible that we study daily... It really does give us, like I covered this week, it gives us nourishment and strength. It really and truly is manna from heaven. God wants to just rain it into our lives every day. He wants us to fill up on these most precious, precious words. Let me just conclude this segment with, I think I read this to you yesterday, but it's John 6. And this is after the miracle of the, the fish and the loaves. God feeding, miraculously feeding thousands of people. Thousands of them were fed physically because of this this, uh, stunning miracle. This says in verse 26, Jesus, well, let me just back up. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, why, why did you come here? Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me, not because you saw Uh, the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Verse 27 says, labor not for the meat which perishes, for physical that is, labor not for the meat that perishes, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give you. For him has God the Father sealed. See, God will give you meat that lasts forever. Food that leads to eternal life. But we've really got to hunger, like it says in Matthew 5. That's another passage of Scripture. Again, quoting Jesus, he said, hunger and thirst for righteousness. If you're hungry, God will certainly fill your hearts, your minds, with truth, with spiritual food. When we come back, we'll conclude today's show with some viewer feedback. We've been waiting quite a few days to get to this, but uh, you'll be interested to hear what some of your fellow viewers have to say. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. We'll be right back. The Trumpet Daily.
0: Every particle of human suffering, unhappiness, misery, and death has come solely from the transgression of God's immutable law. Obedience to God's law liberates us from all unhappiness, pain and suffering. It frees us from captivity, from spiritual slavery. Obeying God's commandments guarantees a life overflowing with joyful abundance. For much more on this subject, request a free copy of The Ten Commandments when you make your request don't forget to enroll in the Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course this 36 lesson course is a distance learning program that will help you to get to know your Bible each month you will receive a lesson that guides you in discovering the answers to life's most important questions all from your own Bible your enrollment has already been paid for enroll today email your request to FM or visit the trumpet daily
2: also in the news deck today just to quickly roll through this the german chancellor announced i'm not sure if it was this morning or if it was yesterday in any event they're going to send these these leopard 2 tanks to ukraine so quite the escalation with all of these tanks now coming in from the west and russia of course furious that uh, it would be escalating in this fashion but listen to the german chancellor from uh, earlier this week clip five
4: we will also deliver battle tanks to ukraine 2 tanks, uh, that is the result of uh, a very uh, close and intense discussions with our partners, with our allies. One final word, there are many citizens in this country that are worried, worried because of uh, uh, this decision and the dimensions that uh, this uh, uh, type of arm brings about. Please trust us, trust the government
2: the president of, uh, he's at the Moscow Institute, Richard sent this to me, the Moscow Institute of the Middle East, um, pro-Putin. He says, German tanks with crosses on their armor will again march across Ukraine, attacking Russian soldiers. I have a natural reaction to this. The Soviet Union bombed Berlin in 1941. So again, the the Russian reaction to that when they start using more powerful weapons, of course, Russia's got quite a few powerful weapons themselves, That's something to keep a close eye on, and I don't know if Richard is on Trumpet Hour today, but if not, he'll certainly be on Friday's show, so keep your eyes on that, and also the Trumpet uh, website as we monitor that conflict and its significance with respect to Bible prophecy. So some email that uh, has come in in recent weeks, this one from Ohio, it says, I'm a big fan of the show and listen daily to your program. It says, the best source for news... In my opinion, he says, I'm an I'm a Christian and I live in Plainsville, Ohio, or just outside of Cleveland, I guess it is. Another one here says over the over the past two years, the American people did not stick with uh, Biden Harris. He's commenting on that uh, that clip we played yesterday where uh, the fake president and the fake vice president having the fake lunch and talking about how great the first two years have been in this illegitimate administration And uh, they said, the American people, I think it was Biden, who might have said, yeah, the American people have have stuck with us. This uh, viewer says, the American people did not stick with Biden-Harris. Instead, the American people have been stuck with Biden-Harris, but not for much longer. It says, soon the bitter affliction will end when Donald Trump regains the stolen office of president. Another one here says, I wanted to tell you how much I love the show. You and your substitutes are a delight to watch. And I am happy that the John Bolton mustache is gone. You look better and younger without it. So there you go. and, And I'm sure this individual is not alone. Quite a few people who are not fans of facial hair. But there are some that like it. (laughs) Everybody's got a different view This one says So glad that you uh, present the talking head montages So I do not have to channel surf And watch on my own You and your staff save me so much time And help preserve my sanity It says Excellent spot on clip From the late Rush Limbaugh Satan is no doubt gleeful That he is off the air for good I think we played that on a show A week and a half, two weeks ago This one here says, just finished, He Was Right, and it just happens to be January 16th. I have many of your books and booklets, and I'm very grateful for all of them. Thank you. It says, this is such a great book that puts things in perspective. I decided to reread it this week, finishing it on the anniversary of Mr. Armstrong's death. Not that I, I planned it that way. So much vision in one book. It says, like most of your books... Thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated. Another one writes, Thank you for your perseveringly uh, keeping God's truth in plain view. All of your broadcasts are eye-opening and informative and spot-on. I know that many of us have been given abundant AFGOs, says here in parentheses, another fantastic growth opportunity. So there's an acronym for you to remember. God is ruler and accomplisher. He he says his plan, his grace, his timetable, his will be done. Continue, continuing. Another one here says, I appreciate your enlightened understanding of the horrendous ongoing um, vaccine jab scenario. It says here, that is why I did not include you in this list below of other online scripture leaders who basically endorse the jabs. A lot of evangelicals, a lot of religious people endorsing the jab. It says, so you have my additional respect for your anti-jab stance. <laughs> Shalom. So maybe that comes in from, uh, from Israel. Another one here says, thank you for continuing to call out the fake president. Uh, I don't think there is anyone else in public communications doing that. Another one here says, uh, My husband and I try to watch the Trumpet Daily every day. We're constantly learning more and more about the Bible and are currently taking your Bible correspondence course. Uh, We both fully believe the PCG is the one true church. Thank you for all that you do to spread God's word. It says this world is a real mess, and we can use all the help we can get to keep fighting for God. A couple more here. It says... Uh, regarding the program on Friday, so that would be last last week's, I believe. Fascinating program, uh, you know. I haven't listened to Alex Jones in two or three months. You're the best political commentator. <laughs> so, I mean, is it good company? Let's. I'll let I'll let you decide. Uh, I don't listen to Alex Jones uh, either. I do see a clip here and there. But uh, in any event, it says here, I don't fully understand why, but I'm so glad to hear your message and teachings. I think you are the only one that not only knows the truth, but actually teaches it. I really wish I could be at your church. One final one, it says, thanks for the daily broadcasts, the Bible studies you give. I watch them on my computer every day. I'm uh, in the process of being counseled to be baptized, and it generally seems that God's timing is not mine. I pray for you on a regular basis. If you'd like to submit some feedback to the show, you can send an email to TD@thetrumpet.com. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show